John 5, 4. The theme of this whole year is 1 John 5, 4, Ephesians 2, 8, Galatians 2, 20, and Hebrews 11, 6. Now, we've gone through all of these scriptures hundreds of times already from September of 22 up to September here of 23. This is a calendar, Jewish calendar year that my... I, my assignment, I believe, in the Holy Spirit is to, is to put major emphasis upon faith, okay? And the reason is, is and it's not that we're going to stop teaching on faith. You can't because there's nothing you can do without the faith of Christ, okay? You can't live without his faith, okay? But we put major emphasis on it to get you to understand it's the only response Notice what I said. It didn't say a response. One of the response is the only response to grace. Okay? Faith is the only response. And, <clears throat> and all God did was what? Took us to the beginning, which was in Genesis 1.1. He created the heavens and the earth from himself out of words. God uses, he used his own words by faith. He called those things that be not as though they were. Our being, us being born again is to be put back in the same position of victory, of calling those things that be not. The, the thing that you're calling for is the way he created it, is the way he intended it. You're using the faith of Christ to make sure that it is. You're not using your faith. You're not using human faith. You're using his faith that you receive through the new birth. Amen? Boy, that's enough right there. I could give the benediction. We can go to the house. Huh? Get us a bucket of fried chicken and, and wipe our lips, huh? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Look at this. For whatsoever is born of God does what? Come on, read that with me. Say, let's read it. Read it. Read. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that what? What is it? It is our faith. Amen. So let's look at Galatians 2.20. Oh, Zach. Because some people even struggle and say, well, my faith not as strong as yours. My faith is you not know, maybe God's favor. No, there's no such thing as that. We all, everybody in here, have a bicep. Right? Now, some bicep might be bigger than others, right? Why? Because they work it. They develop it. Is that right? But we all have the same potential. Right? I mean, you know, Bobby, you know, he got his, you know, he got his little much showing his little bicep, you know. So, so, I mean, just think about it. Let's say Bobby got a 22-inch bicep. Well, all of us in here, right, have the potential to do what? To have a 22-inch bicep. What do we have to do? Exercise it. Work it. Well, that's the same way with the word. We all have the same measure of faith according to Romans 12, 3. God didn't give some, you know, Sister uh, uh, Pam or uh, Pat, I'm sorry, you know, uh, a big scoop, a big label. Is that how you say it? Layer? A label? Layer? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Scoop. I'm going to say a scoop. Old school. Old scoop, you know. We ain't nothing about no layer. Say <laughs> And then uh, we got uh, Brother Joe. Well, we gave him a little scoop. Uh, well, we gave Bobby another uh, a medium scoop. No, that's not what he did. So when he said we all have the measure of faith, we all started out with the same measure because you have Jesus' faith. Now, you have to use that faith 
to gain more confidence and assurance that what you already possess, when you open your mouth, you know it's so. Okay? And see what it is, we, we lack. So it's not that you lack faith, we lack understanding how to use that faith. Amen? And if I put a, a, put a set of dumbbells before you, <laughs> what am I going to do with that? And you don't realize that 20-pound dumbbell is going to propel you to become stronger in that arm. And then you're going to say, man, I need something a little bit more, with more resistance. Well, what happened is that development is taking place. Same thing in your soul, in your heart. You might develop an understanding taking place how these spiritual truths are released. Amen? So therefore, notice this. Paul said, I am crucified with who? That means I've been put to death. That means your spirit no longer have the nature of sin in it. Right? Your spirit is 100% like Christ. Right? So sin can't get in. Okay? So this is when he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. See? The old man. The nature that was conceived. It doesn't live. To be honest with you, it's spirit, soul, and body. You can put it all in here. Because you have a glorified body and a soul awaited you when you, in, when you and I exit the earth. But we have a promissory note that we can exercise our senses to perfection. When I say perfection, not sinless, listen to me carefully, but blameless or with integrity. Okay? We're going to talk about Abraham more this morning because Abraham was not sinless, but he was blameless. <laughs> Some of y'all look at me and say, well, <laughs> what's the difference here? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it, but amen. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I and this is important that you understand because guess what? This is part of your new identity. This is really who you are right here. Every believer that's born of God, this is who they are. Right? I got two amen. I am crucified, meaning put to death with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ or the anointing of the anointed one lives in me. Huh? And the life which I now live, and the what? The life which I now, now, now is what? What is now? Right now. Right now, not right now, right now, R-A-T, right now. <laughs> right now, look, the life that I now live, I live how? By what? In the flesh. I live by what? By the what? Not by, but by the faith. That makes a difference. I know different translation, but I like this old King James. By the faith. Hmm? It's, it, this, it's, it's circling out any room for error. Hmm? By the faith of who? The Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. That's your faith, yeah? That's the faith you have. You have the faith of who? Christ. That's why you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. That anointing, the faith of that anointing strengthens you. 
the word strengthen me, it empowers you. It impels you. I can't be defeated. There's no such thing as we won't overcome. Right? Now we're talking about this. I'm just giving you two of the scripture that we use uh, for the theme of this whole year. Okay, Zach, let's go over here to the 17th chapter. We're talking about this morning, we are still dealing with the subject of what faith is, for parenthesis, for righteousness sake. And this is, I think, this is our third part here, which you now, if you've been following me on my online Bible school, uh, I've been talking about it the whole week. But for you, this is my third session in sharing with you about uh, what faith is for righteousness sake. Now, we said what faith is, our faith has to be the strong concordance dictionary defined faith as a belief in something or someone. Okay, so our faith can be what? In one another, right? You can have that type of faith. You can have faith in your banker. You can have faith in your employer. You can have faith in your spouse, right? But if I say have faith in God, our Christianity is based on having faith in God through Jesus Christ. Right? So when we say we have faith, what do we say? We say that we have, we have the faith of Christ. Okay? So notice this. <clears throat> trying to set my little timer that I don't. It gave me a little reminder here. Okay. Now, here we go. How are you doing this morning? So think about this. Think about this for a moment. Did I tell you where to go? Oh, 17th chapter of the book of Genesis. All right. And look at verse 1. Now, when we talk about for righteousness sake, remember what righteousness is. Righteousness is a what? It's a gift. Just like your salvation, it's a gift. Grace is a gift. Right? Faith is a gift. Love is a gift. Everything about God is a gift from him to you and I through the blood of Jesus. Now, what are you going to do with that gift? Okay? All right? So when we talk about for righteousness sake, again, the word righteousness, or you may see the word justification, they both are the same. You and I were made righteous. Notice the word made, M-A-D-E. It didn't say you were, it said you were made, right? That means I didn't do anything to qualify for it, okay? Before we do that, go, Zach, put this up for a moment. 2 Corinthians 5.21, and then we're going to go right back to this. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, who God... I like this. It said for, I know it said for he, but it is for God has made Jesus to be sin for us. I love to find a translation that will say that, but that's actually what it's saying. Okay? It said for he, meaning God, has made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for who? Why? Because we couldn't, right? Huh? We couldn't. Huh? Oh, Passion Translation said. So we couldn't. He was made. Why? Because we were, all humans has what? Fallen short of the glory of God. Right? Casey put the scripture, Casey quoted the scripture in Isaiah 59. That was no person. So God became a man himself, like us in human flesh. Huh? And he did what? He became like us 
Now, how did he become like us? He did not become like us or one like us until he was on the cross. Right? Y'all get what I'm saying? Why? Because, notice this, our identification with him came when he was made sin. The father had to make him sin. Whatever the sin was. See, you, you classify, we try to classify sin in its uh, category. In the mind of God, sin is what? Sin, right? So, notice this. <clears throat> Jesus hung on the cross. Try to give you a, a vivid imagination. And everything that the first Adam did. See, you and I are not sinners because of what we do. We are sinners because, not, we're not sinners no more, but we were sinners because of what the first Adam did. So all we did, we just sinned. That's what a sinner does. What a sinner do? He what? They sin, right? Now, some of us worse than others, but we sin, right? <laughs> but think about this for a moment. So, God said, okay, I'm a, it's not right for all of us who were come after the first Adam to be to have this burden on us when we didn't have anything to do with it. Right? So what he did. So God said, okay. Now I'm talking, I'm getting into my lesson about Abraham. But I'm just going to let you in on this and then we'll go back. So then he said, all right. I'm going to come, I'm going to become a man. I'm going to Leave my glory. I'm going to be born of a woman, the seed of the woman. You'll find that in Genesis 3, 16. I don't have time to go to it in uh, uh, Galatians chapter 4. Same thing, the seed of the woman. That's important that you, you, you remember that. Why the seed of the woman? Because if it was a seed of man, if Jesus was born of a man, then guess what? If the seed come from the man, then he couldn't be our Redeemer, because all human was contaminated, right? So the word that the angels spoke gave Mary's body, the body was the ground. All seed have to have ground, right? If I walked around with a peach seed, apple seed, kiwi seed, pecan seed, and I walked around with them in the, uh, for a year in my pocket. They couldn't do what? No good. Huh? Why? There's not planted. All seed needs ground, right? Well, the seed was the word, but the seed needed the ground. Mary's body was the ground. Y'all with me? Y'all still with me? Yeah. Her body was the ground, and that's why the angel came and spoke with her, because he had to have, God had to have her consent before he was able to release that seed of life for our redemption. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Are y'all getting what I'm saying here? Yeah. And when the angel came and talked with her and, and told her what would happen, she said, well, how can this be seeing I know not a man? Let's put this up for a moment. I'm using, I'm talking about this scripture right here, but I, I need to give y'all I don't know who's listening on Facebook, and I don't know how many of you understand, but Genesis, not Genesis, Luke chapter 1, and look at verse 30, Zach. Uh, I'm, I'm, go back, back, uh, 
Back it up to verse 28. Gabriel appeared to Mary, to her. What is that? Oh, that's NLT. And said, greeting favorite woman. What does the word favor means? The word favor just simply means, it means grace. It means empowerment. That means I didn't show up to you for nothing. I showed up to you for a reason. You are favored for an assignment. You are favored for this purpose. Every one of you in this room, everyone that's listening by Facebook, you are favored by God. The same word favored that's used here is the same word in uh, Ephesians 1, I think it's uh, 1, 7, when it said, we are all accepted in the beloved. I think it's very 1, 6. You are all accepted. It's the same word. So you are all been favored, all been accepted. You are all empowered. You just got to define, what am I in favor, uh, favor for? What have I been empowered for? It's really why many people don't, they don't understand why they're on the earth. You think God don't have a plan for 8 billion people? It's 8 billion. That's how many is on the, on the earth today. I can remember me going back saying at one time it was 7.1 7 billion people on the earth. Now it's 8 billion. And God has a purpose for all 8 billion people on the earth today. No one has to live, struggle. No one has to live without. God created every one of you and I to have a good life. But you and I have to be the one to come to him and say, Father, what is it? What is the purpose of you creating me? What is the purpose you putting your identity in me? What is it that you want of me? Number one. Number two. Where do you want this to happen? That means geographic. You got to be in the right place. You got to be in the right city. You got to be in the right state. For some of us, you got to be in the right nation. Uh, I used to have this fear that God was going to send me to Africa. <laughs> I ain't going to go. I had a missionary that already approached me years ago. I told her, yeah, but I backed out. I didn't have a global mind vision. Now, if I had to go today, I could go. But back then, I just didn't know. All I knew is Louisiana. <laughs> Good old Louisiana. Huh? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say to you, you, you have to be open so when you ask the Lord that the Holy Spirit is going to share with you. I want you here. And once you hear that, you may not know why. That means you have to stay put until that means something I'm, a, I'm going to implore into you for a season. And then it will be revealed as you grow. Right? Okay. Next verse. Zach, he said, for, for as many have taken, it. no, that's not the verse, uh, one twenty. there you go, and when she saw him, she was what? Talk to me, y'all. She was what? Trouble at what? 
his saying and cast in her mind what manner of sagitation this would be. And that's would be what all of us, because God will show up in the midnight hour. He will show up in the noon hour. He will show up in the most inconvenient time of your life and say, what does this mean? God's purpose for your life is not going to show up when everything is hokadere. When everything is okay. God will show up when things are at its most inconvenient moment of your life. Just when you think it's all over. He'll show up. He said, I know God can't do nothing with me. Not, not after what I've done. Not after where I've been. But that's, that's the flesh. God don't deal with you after the flesh. He deal with you after the born again nature that is in you. His nature is in you. You're sitting here learning how to harness that flesh. Amen? Okay. Keep going, Zach. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found what? Favor with God. Keep going. And behold, thou shalt conceive. Look, 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 look what he's doing. He's telling her, you're going to conceive in thy womb. That's why Mary was saying, how shall this be? Watch this. And you bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Okay, that's fine and dandy. Keep going. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. And he should be the Lord God that should give unto him the throne of his father David. And he should reign over the house of Jacob. And his kingdom there should be no end. That kingdom, you need to really get the zero in on about the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom is not equal to the life that you and I see around here. The kingdom of God that's in you is so much advanced. It supersedes the, the system that is out here if you have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Your born again nature is to change what is wrong in this earth. We don't complain, we change. We change the crisis, we take control over the situation. Because the life of God lives in you. He created the earth. He didn't create that. He created you and I to change it back the way he intended for it to be. But if you just say, well, who am I? I'm just a, little, I'm just a man. Nobody don't know me. And we start listing all of our inadequacy. And God is up there saying, oh. <laughs> Why, why, why? When they gonna wake up? Why, why? <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. Look what Mary said to the angel. How should this be? Seeing I don't know a man. So you see what I'm saying? Her body was the ground. Cause she understood if we're gonna bring forth a child, I gotta have a male species. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshadow thee, and therefore that holy thing which should be born of thee should be called the Son of God. Look what he said. He answered her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. It's the same thing. The Holy Ghost came upon her to bring forth life. The Holy Ghost will come upon you to bring forth his plan. Same principle, different matter. Hers, she wasn't touched by a man. She couldn't be touched by a man because then the seed will not be pure. And you and I will not be free from our sin. Right? Make sense? Next verse, Zach. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth is already conceived in her old age, and she's in the sixth month. 
uh, with her, and she don't even know. But when Mary go and see her, the baby going to leap. And we'll talk about that another time. But I wanted to show you this. And watch it. Next verse. Everybody say that with me. Go ahead and say that. For what? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Say it again. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Wait a minute. Now, I want you to say it. Go back. I want you to say it with a meaning because it didn't say, well, if this person helped me, I'm going to be okay. If this person let me in, I, I, I can do it. If this person open the door, I'm going to be all right. If this person do this, listen to yourself. Wang, 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 wang. If, and God already told you. You are mine. I called you. I made you. Lord, but my life is met. So? You're just a messed up soul. Don't even know who you are yet. For with God. Nothing. That's what you got to get down on your inside of you. Your age don't matter. Well, I'm getting old. I have folks real younger than me. I'm getting old. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting old. I'm getting too old for this. Man, I tell you what I I'm holding on to my youth as as much as I can, as long as I can. If the words say I can, then I can. Me, 70, I'm not far off. I'm not, I'm not far off. Oh, I'm much older than that. I'll be 66 next month. Yeah. That's it. Keep speaking that. I received that. And look at that. And look, you don't even look at. That's right. Age just a number. Right? I have a son that is in the military, and um, I uh, he asked me about running, and I ran five miles the other day, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. He said, Ranger... He's a ranger. Ranger have to run it in 40 minutes. I said, I'm going to let that be my goal. I believe I could do it. So 45 minutes. Yeah, I've done it twice in a couple of days. Done it twice. So I, I'm going to so 40 minutes is going to be my goal to run five miles in 40 minutes. Huh? Two what? Oh. Well, my two-mile split time the other day was right under 19 minutes, 18 minutes and something. That's my fastest. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why I told you, but look, I'm just trying to say, get away from that age stuff, because I'm not even supposed to be doing that like that. Okay, that's what they say in the nap. You're not even supposed to. I see, but that go to show you, they don't know what they're talking about. That means any of us can do anything if we set our mind to it, if it's right. We know it, right or wrong. If you set your mind to it, you can, right? So, hey. Now you got to eat decent. 
You can't be in there on them little, them little debits. Put them little debits aside, amen. <laughs> All right, let's go to the 17th chapter. Uh, uh, look, look, look at this. Right here. Next verse. Y'all got me all messed up here. Next verse, verse 38. And Mary said what? Behold the handmaid of the Lord. What? Be it unto me according to what? Thy word. And the angel departed from her. What am I saying to you? When he said that, he made known to her how she was going to become pregnated, empowered to bring forth a male species without a man touching her. What I'm saying, the burden of the proof is on God to show you how this is going to happen. Whatever it is he called you to. Now you still have to walk it out by faith. Because you're not going to have any evidence in the natural to support it. And you're not going to have very many people around you to encourage you in it. That's why the relationship has to be between you and the Father because your fellowship, your strength, your empowerment, your, your integrity, your enthusiasm, your, your, it's going to come from Him. Now, God sent people along the way every now and then to encourage you. But you shouldn't just look to people for your encouragement. You should look to Him. Amen? Okay. Here we go. 17th chapter of the book of Genesis. Oh, my time is getting away. I'm going to give you all as much as I can in the next 20 minutes. All right. So notice this. It says, when Abram, now remember in the 16th chapter, I started this Wednesday night with y'all. In the 16th chapter, Abram and Sarah made an Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael is anything of the flesh. Okay? In their case, it was a baby. They were trying to help God to fulfill what he called them to. He told them that they were going to bring forth a seed. So Sarah looked at herself, I'm barren. So we know the problem wasn't with Abram. This problem was with who? Sarah. But Sarah refused to use her faith. God had to position them to use their faith in the word that he spoke to them. Just keep in mind what I just said about, what's her name? Mary? Mary had to do what? Use her faith. To do what? To position herself in an impossibility, you telling me I'm going to have a what? A son? I'm not even, I don't even know a man yet. I have not even been touched yet. She said, how is this going to happen? Hmm? I mean, just don't think about this. You know, God uses this because this is how God deals with each of us when he wants something of you. It's far away that you can't even, your mind can't even phantom how God can do this. And he loves it because now you have to do what? You got to trust him. Watch this. So we talked about they made an Ishmael. We all, we all have made some Ishmaels. So nobody can't point no finger about, right? All their laundry just aired out, right? And we just say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Huh? All right? So now the Lord, here it is. This is something like. Ishmael is about 13, 16 years old. And God hadn't spoke to Abram since then. But then right here, God tells him, when Abram was 90 years old, 
90 and 99 years old. Okay, so let's see. What is 86 from 100? 14? So 90, 13 years. That's what's right there. That's the next time God spoke. Because he had Ishmael when he was 86. You see that in the prior chapter. He said, the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, I'm the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou what? That word perfect doesn't mean like, you know, what we think perfect is. That word perfect means to walk with integrity. The integrity is what I called you to. Another word for the word perfect would be blameless. I think the uh, New, New International Version calls it, it says blameless. I like that. But when you look it up in the strong, it means integrity. Or it could be blameless. So God is saying, now walk before me and be thou blameless. Not sinless, but blameless. Go back to, uh, and this is what he mean by that. Genesis 15, 6, or uh, verse 7. I don't, I don't know which. Go to try verse 6 first. Yeah, there it is. And he believed the Lord. What did he believe? Back it up, Zach. Back it up to verse 3. And Abraham said to, Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given me no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, now he's in a vision. He's asleep. Thou shall not, this shall not be your heir, but he shall come forth out of thine own bowels. Right? You see the word bowels? That means it's going to take two people. Right? But notice this. It was two people, but it was him and Hagar. Not him and Sarah. And shall be thine heir. Sarah's already barren. Right? Abraham got some age too. But look at this. Next verse. And he brought him forth abroad and said to him, now what is God doing? Remember I said the burden of the proof is always on the hand of the Lord? The burden of proof is in the hand of the Lord. What is he doing? He's giving him confidence. See, when we say have faith in God, that's just what it is. God wants you to have faith in him. And to have faith in him means to have faith in what he said. So he's going to reveal something to you. Hmm? Your imagination is the most powerful thing that God has given to you and I. Right? Think about it. You know, especially men. We don't look at instruction to put something together. <laughs> we just look at the picture. Oh, I can put that thing together. Look at that thing. Uh. <laughs> and then the piece that, that's the most important, well, where this go? <laughs> you done missed five steps. You got to go back and take it all apart. Because you can't fit it in there. <laughs> Ask me how I know. I've done that many times. <laughs> Just trying to look at the picture and say, well, I can do that. And then you have to pull instruction out. And I don't do that no more. I look at the instruction now. Wisdom say, read it. Right? Now, after you've done it a few times, you can do it, right? But if you haven't read it, read it. Look at it. So God give you your imagination to do what? So that you can see 
in your mind what you can't really see with your natural eyes or understand what you're natural here. And so no, he took him outside abroad and said, what? Look now toward the heaven and tell the stars and if thou be able to do what? Number them. He said unto him, so shall thou what? Seed be. Notice not the word seeds. Singular. As in one, Christ. So what are you doing? He is, if God is going to gain entrance back into the earth that he created, he got to get a man to obey him to give him a legal entrance back in so that he can become the redeemer of all mankind. This is the purpose that God is being, I mean, this is how God moved by faith. If he wants something done, he has to use a human being, mankind, whether it be a woman or a man. He got to use someone that's already in the earth. Hmm? Even today, Jesus is the one who came as a man. And notice this, this covenant cannot be broken, cannot be altered, not again. It's not with you and I. It's with Christ, we get to partake in this covenant that is made with the Son. Are you following what I'm saying? You and I are partakers of this covenant. Okay? Yes, sir. You're a partaker. So what a partaker do? He partake. See, all the unnecessary straining that you and I do on our part it's not necessary we strain because we don't understand right kind of like what I do with the instruction I mean look at the picture oh, I don't need that instruction that's for that, that's for that beginner throw that thing away then you go back what are the instructions there So he said, he believed God, and it was what? Counted to him for righteousness. So why, how was it counted to him for righteousness? Because he did what? He believed. That's the key to the New Testament church, is belief. Zach, put this up for a moment. Fast forward this. Uh, Romans 4.3. We're going to come right back to this. These are the scriptures that we are accustomed of reading the most. For what says the scripture? Abraham did what? This is Genesis, actually Genesis 15, 6, the same thing. For what says the scripture? Abraham did what? He believed God. What did he believe? He believed what God showed him in the vision. He should come from your own bowels. Right? We together? So in the 16th chapter, and I go back to that, over here to the uh, the fifteen, uh, the sixteen chapter. Go to sixteen chapter, and look at verse what is what where Ishmael, where Sarah told Abram to go into her uh, her maiden. Sixteen chapter. Start at verse. Let's just start at verse one. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bared him no children. Now, they believe God now, Brother Joe. God already told them, you and Abram, Sarah and Abram, it's going to come, the child going to come from your own bowels. I'm going to use you. No, you got to understand. I'm barren. And I'm getting old. Can you see it? What we do? We start making what? Excuses why God can't move, God can't move in your life. Like he don't already know. God already knew everything that you were going to encounter before you encountered it. 
So you figure God can't use you because, man, I'm, I'm too messed up. No. In man's eye, you may be. But God can make it all right if you're willing to walk with him. Right? She bore him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Keep going. And Sarah said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. No. He's already spoken. There's no faith in Sarah at this moment. Hmm? Watch this. I pray thee, go into my maid, that it may be that we may obtain children by her. See? What are you trying to do? Fulfill the vision that God gave them through another woman. Hmm? God didn't know Sarah was barren. My God. We gotta, somebody got to get up there and talk to God a little bit. Got to talk to him slow. Huh? As, as just like, that's how God thinks. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah. As the scriptures say, who's there to counsel him? Who are you going to send to counsel him? <laughs> There's nobody you're going to send to counsel God, Jack. So, but this is what flesh does. We take things in our own hand, and this is why God told him, I'm just Trying to go back to bring you back to Genesis 17 where God said, now walk before me perfect. And I'm just trying to show you ain't nothing perfect by this. Not in chapter 16. The perfection is what I was showing you in Genesis 15.6 and Romans 4.3. What the scripture says, Abram believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's why he said, now walk before me perfect. What meaning what? In that which I've called you to. In that which you believe what I told you I'm going to do. Now walk before me and be perfect. Be blameless. Walk in the integrity of my word. That's what he was saying. Hmm? Watch this. And he said, verse 3. And Sarah... Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, Egyptian, after the, uh, Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband and Abram to be his wife. Now he went on, he not only was Sarah guilty, but he was too. Well, they kind of did that thing back then in them days, in biblical days. They kind of did that. All right. <laughs> Ah, shakalako boshelik. I ain't gonna tell you why I told y'all where's not cause y'all ain't gonna be there. Y'all walk out here all crazy. All right, next verse of uh, uh, Zach. So she conceived, and her mystery was what despised in her eyes. Now you can't have no two women in the same house. That's crazy. They, they, they gonna, boy, they gonna tear that. They gonna tear that house up. Right? <laughs> yeah, they and each other too. You can't have no two women in the same house. You come here for a few minutes, but Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon thee, and I given my maid to thy bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eye, and the Lord judged between me and thee. Now, it's, they both at fault. But you see what happens in the flesh. Look at the confusion. Look at the blame game. Whose fault is it? Huh? Next verse, Zach. No, is it? And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the, by the wilderness. Talking about uh, Hagar. Next verse. And he said to Hagar, Sarah's maid, which cometh thou? She said, where did y'all go? And she said, hey, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to thy mistress. Boy, what? 
and submit yourself to her. What? It's going to be a cold day in hell before I do that. Right? Come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, look, we as human beings got all them kind of thoughts. Especially when something has happened to you and, you know, and it's just like, no. God understand that. God is so compassionate and so patient and so long-suffering and so loving. He's trying to get us that have his, that same nature in us to be that way with each other. And the angel said to her, I will multiply your seed exceeding that, and that would be not numbered for multitude. So what God said, now I'm, I'm going to take care of you. Well, you know who that is. That's the Muslim world. But every nation is against him. Because they're thinking it's just, out the, in the Middle East, they're all uh, kinfolk. They have brothers and sisters, all of them anyway. Cousins, all of them. But the belief is just so different. That's it. Okay, now watch this. Keep going, Zach. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard thy affliction. So now we see why, and notice it, Abram want Ishmael to be that seed, that heir. And God told him no. Now, after this has happened, again, this was at 86 years of age. Now fast forward this back to, to Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. I talked about this Wednesday night, so if y'all want to go back, y'all can listen to it from Wednesday night. I'm just kind of chopping it up to give y'all, catch y'all up notes. Now, when, the, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, Now, I am the Almighty God. He said, Do what? Walk before me and be thou what? Perfect or blameless. Or in the integrity to that which I called you. Right? Look what he said. I will make my what? Covenant. Between who? Me and thee. And I will what? Multiply thee what? Exceedingly, watch this. Keep going. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of what? Many nations. Now he's getting ready to change his name. Watch this. Neither shall thy name be any more called Abram, which is mean highly exalted. He said, But your name shall be Abraham. And notice it, for a father of many nations have I made thee. I read that uh, Wednesday. You read that Wednesday? Yeah. There you go. Hot dog. <laughs> Are y'all getting what I'm saying here? Yeah. I will make thee a father of many nations. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, look, Ishmael is the father of many nations, even Ketra. Uh, Abram's wife after Sarah had passed. Her seed was made of many nations as well. But notice this. The covenant was with who? Isaac. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of thee. Kings shall come out of thee. Keep going. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant. How long? An everlasting. This covenant, this is the ultimate covenant of all covenants in the Bible. That's right. To be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. The seed is Christ. Keep going. Y'all got a couple more minutes? How, many, how, many, how long have I been going? Okay, right. And I will give thee, I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, a land of the land of Canaan 
for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. When you look at the land of Israel right now, do you know that was nothing but sand? How are you going to have all these beautiful fruit trees? How are you going to have all this beautiful stuff in sand? At one time, it was not green at all. Until God did what? Brought them to that land. And when you look at when you look at the, the 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 nation of Israel at this moment, I don't care how you come against it, I don't care how you stand against it, you can't knock what God then blessed. God chose them. We chose God. That's a difference. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? God's goodness is not on them because of them. Because they some not heads right now, some of them. They some not heads. They still waiting on him to return. He didn't came. They don't believe that. This New Testament, what I'm talking well, um, they, they, they know about this, but they still waiting on this. The New Testament, they don't, a lot of them don't read that. They don't live by the same laws we live by. They cut their phones off on Fridays at, what is that, 6 o'clock? And they don't go back on to what, maybe 6 o'clock Saturday evening? Something like that? Boy, you had to cut your phone off for a couple of days. Oh, glory to God. That's okay. Well, okay. Getting back to this. Go back to next verse, Zach. I'm quitting. I'm quitting after this. And God said to Abraham, Thou should keep my covenant, therefore, and thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. Keep going. And this is a covenant which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee, every man, child, among you shall be circumcised. Now, the circumcision that's done today is in your heart. The same seal that was upon them through the foreskin of all male is the circumcision now of you being cut in your heart, your spirit, cut from death unto spiritual life. You and all are circumcised in your heart as the circum. Let me show you that because uh, I have to close. Philippians chapter 3, and look at verse 1. We'll go down through verse to verse 5. And we'll pick this up uh, Wednesday. Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord and write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Keep going. Beware of dogs. Beware evil workers of the what? The conceit. What is he talking about? The dogs are just people that carry a false spirit, spirit of error. Amen? Demonic forces. Okay? Keep going. For we, here we are, we are the circumcision, for we are the circumcision which what? God where? In the spirit? See, their circumcision was what? The foreskin, right? Your circumcision, notice this, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence, where? In the flesh. Our circumcision is of the heart. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Why? Watch this. Next verse. 
circumcised the eighth day, see, in the flesh, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. That means he come from a tribe that Paul himself could have been the next high priest. A Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, in other words, I know the law. He's, he knew it perfect. A Pharisee, next verse, concealing zeal, he had, concerning zeal, he had zeal. He persecuted the church. I mean, everyone like us in here today, he will have a letter of intent to try to put us all in jail. Remember how it was when the COVID thing came? You know, they wanted, if we kept the church open, we kept ours open. I didn't care. I told, I told my son them. They had the police that was in the, in the, in the, uh, in the lot. I said, look, if they put me in jail, y'all just come get me out. Just come bail me out. I ain't shut no church down because of, they, because of what they want. They ain't got a right to do that. They don't like you saying that. But I can't tell you how much I don't care. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? If you don't learn to stand up for what you have a right to, you're going you're gonna to sell it for anything. Now, I'm not talking about breaking the law. I'm not a violator. They're trying to violate my right that the Lord gave us, that the Constitution gave us. So they're going to take it and say what you can and what you can't do. The devil is a lie. Look how quiet y'all live. Oh, no, Pastor, I ain't going to jail. I'm going to just preach the truth to the, to the people that's in there. Concerning zeal, let me stop because y'all didn't all got quiet on me now. Persecuting the church, that's what he did. Touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. And he did do that, blameless. He kept it perfect. Next verse. But what thing were gained to me? Paul said, all that stuff in the flesh, you know, all those PhD, DDD, whatever deeds they have. He said, I count all that dumb. He said, Bobby, Bobby put all his, his, his PhD up there. Paul said, I count that as done. You know what that means? D U N G. Cow patty. <laughs> Paul said, I don't have nothing to do with that stuff. He had him. He said, uh uh. He said, what thing would gain to me? I count that loss. For who? For Christ. That means because I live a different life now. I got a different way of thinking. Yea, doubtless I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them, but what? There it is. But done. That I may what? Win Christ. Paul said, I don't want to have nothing to do with all my love. Plats, awards. That don't mean nothing. Not after what I've learned. Did y'all learn anything? I hate to leave it like that, but my time is up.